Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Do you want to go live? Are we live? <laughs> yes. Are we going live? Yes, we're okay. going live. All right, cool. We're live. Uh, what are we live with? We're live with Gross Anatomy. Gross I'm Anatomy. Lauren Taylor. Hi, Lauren Taylor. I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. And Hi, so, Dr. Jason Cohen. So you're saying we're live? I'm saying we're live. Okay, very cool. And... Uh, here at Gross Anatomy, we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine, how it relates to pop culture, TV, media, and the world around us. That's true. The world around us. And you often tell me about medical things you see in like movies or TV that aren't quite accurate. Maybe they didn't get the right, right. consultant. Right. That's one of my things. And you had mentioned something in Rocket Man, which I have not seen. Oh. But can you tell us about? Uh, Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh, that was the Elton John movie. It's the Elton John movie. That nobody talked about was a musical. It's not just a... It's, right? Did we talk about it? You told me it was a musical. It's a musical. Nobody else said that. No one's mentioned that it's a musical. And my daughter and I were watching it, uh, and we looked at each other and we're like, this is a musical. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so um, the, the medical stuff that they did, there was just one little part in it where um, they whisked Elton John away, I guess they called 911 or something, and they whisked him away. I don't know if it was after a suicide attempt. I already don't remember. I don't know. Like an OD kind of thing. Not a, he, he didn't try to commit suicide, but I think it was like an OD thing where they whisked him away, mm -hmm. and he's in an ambulance, and the ambulance guys put oxygen on, and he pulls it off right away. But what bugged me was they put the oxygen thing on upside down. Like, no one would put it on upside <laughs> down. Um... And it's just little tidbits like that. I mean, maybe there's a place where they... Like, it doesn't have to be right side up, but it was mm -hmm. clearly upside down. And those little things kind of bug me, you know? Yeah. It's well, ridiculous that it does. It's probably like a primary job of an ambulance <clears throat> emergency. Right. Maybe the maybe in the ambulance, that's how they put it. Maybe they deliberately put it, down up, put it on upside <laughs> down. And I've never been in an ambulance, so I don't know. Maybe it just makes more sense to do it that way. No, I bet there's one way to do it. You never just, know. You the never actors know. didn't know. Would be my assumption. Yeah, it's possible. So that was it. That was my little tidbit right. for medical things. Have I seen... What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about medical burnout, or burnout in general, which is apparently affects 55% of people in the U.S., they're saying now. Burnout in general. Yeah, so just uh, more people in the workforce are, are feeling burnout. Are you burnt out? Um, no, I feel fine. Really? But, it's, uh, but the main article that we were referencing is medical burnout. Medical burnout. Right. Which when is affecting burn. a lot of physicians. Right. According to a Harvard report, it's um, physician burnout is a public health crisis that urgently demands action. Really? Yes. Wow. And they say half of all doctors report troubling symptoms that include depression, exhaustion, dissatisfaction, and a sense of failure. Mm. That's kind of like the symptoms of burnout. Right. Do they claim that the burnout is on the rise or it's just they're recording it more? They're more aware of it now. They are more aware of it now, and right. they say that these physicians are twice as likely to commit a serious medical error. That's wow. what the research finds. Wow. Is, there, is the burnout rate higher in doctors than in other professions? Is that the highest burnout rate in terms of jobs? I guess jobs? the study just reported that it's just getting a lot higher in physicians. I don't know if they compared mm. it to other professions, but right. I think it is, in general, on the rise in all. Most professions. Most professions. Yes. Yeah, maybe. And it just might be the way that American although, workforce is. Although what's interesting is, you know, we've, we're, we've I, but we, mm -hmm. have gone down this Instagram rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just in the airport flying back, um, and I was looking, was it in a, 
where was it? No, I was looking at someone's Instagram mm -hmm. who's become an Insta person. But like an influencer? Yeah, all okay. the influencers. They tend to be women. Um, although they're men too. Um, so I went on the this woman's Instagram who talked about how two or three years ago she was burnt out, she quit her job, and now she's this big influencer. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if the millennials have their work... Are you a millennial? Yes. You are. Mm -hmm. So do you guys... You guys have... It's a whole different work environment kind of thing, and there's this whole ability to like make money playing video games and, and make mm -hmm. money as an in influencer and doing all that. I yeah, would guess I that the burnout rate is less. It probably is, but you I guys think have we figured have it out a, a little more. Yeah, but I don't know that the suicide rate is great for millennials either. I think right. we have a tendency to feel lost because right. there Stressed. are so many avenues. Right. Less job stress, just more like that sense of like hopelessness. Like right. we don't exactly know what to do because now right. there's so much we can do. So much. Yeah, I think there's definitely more stress today for kids and millennials, um, but I think. The, when the millennial finds a job, I think there's a better, I think there are better things to find that maybe lead to less burnout, possibly. I don't know. Well, or maybe I'm just talking about... So that would make sense that physician burnout in particular is high, higher, because you guys have a straight career path. It's not like you right. just leave this job. You guys worked so hard and studied so hard for this specific occupation. Right. I mean, we talked about doctors with second careers in our last podcast, but that was rare. Right. But and and you know I run this pre med program and one today we had a a um, towards the end of his career dermatologist who who kept saying to the students um, it's twelve years and, and that's actually an under um, report of how long twelve it takes. years after college or including including like your first right so so I did four years of college right. four years of med school that's eight I did five years of residency so that's 13 already and then I did two years of fellowship so I did 15 years including college till I was actually earning like a halfway decent paycheck so I so wasn't after in high till school, my 30s you have to study and practice and do rotations for 15 years before you can make a before before you're actually yeah you're earning a paycheck after med school okay but it's barely enough to make ends meet so mm -hmm. So after four years of college, then four years of med school, you could start earning a paycheck, but it's, you know, it's minimum wage when you boil it down to hours to some degree. I mean, it's... it's so is that something you prep your students for? Yeah, we definitely do these days. I mean, it's definitely... One thing I tell all the students is if there's something that they're interested in, that they're like wondering, should I become a this or do a that, or something sounds interesting, do it now mm -hmm. because once you're down that path it's much harder to go off it right um, it's much easier to, to stray and experiment and take a year off and do whatever it is figure mm -hmm. painting figure skating you know whatever it is to try to do it now and then go back to medicine because the, the reality is even with applying to college or a job I think what's important is as long as you could tell a story, as long as student or whoever applying for a job has a story, why did you goof around for three years? As long as you make it that you weren't goofing around, that you were getting this amazing life experience and learning this and reaffirming my passion for this and, and seeing this and helping the, as long as you have a story to tell and it's a mm -hmm. real story, then I think it's okay. Um, you know, you can't just say, oh, I was just, you know, sitting on the couch and getting high for three years. That probably won't work. Right. Um, 
but but definitely I tell all my students explore the other things first and then if your true interest is medicine you could always do it after right or 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 go right into medicine if that's all you really know and love and want to do does that ever come up do your students ever ask you about like burnout or just the state of the healthcare system because in this also in this study it's saying that the doctors disagree on a lot but one of the reasons they say burnout is so high is because of the broken healthcare system like that's always like that's an underlying thing they all say right one of my favorite doctors who talked to our group she's a she's one of my favorite doctors she's a radiologist um so in general she's one of my favorite doctors but it was one of my favorite experiences i've been running this program we're in our fourth year now um and so every wednesday afternoon before our podcast we have one of the doctors come and talk to the students so one of the favorite my favorite things is i had to beg this doctor to come talk to our students. She refused. She's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm going to tell them how horrible it is, how awful it is, how not to go into medicine. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, that's great. I want you to tell our students not to if that's what you feel. And she finally came um, after I told her it was okay to say that. And at at the meeting, she, it helped her realize her love of medicine. It was really cool to watch her kind of come in all ready to tell these students mm-hmm. not to do it when because I, the way we kind of do it is this like James Lipton inside the actor studio kind of mm-hmm. thing do you know inside the actor yeah, studio I know okay that. good um, so uh, so I kind of interviewed the doctor so you know I took her from you know birth till where she is now not birth but basically high school or even before high school and as we're talking she's kind of realizing she's a radiologist what it is she loves about medicine about her day job and what she's doing and it was really, it was amazing to watch her light up and get excited about it and and tell the students, you know, go into it knowing what you're getting into, mm-hmm. but, but realizing, but having her realize that she really did love it and really did have this great job in her mind, um, that was really fun. That's interesting. And that was actually something I was going to ask you about because I was reading about how doctors cope with this burnout and one of them said something that she does is she does get energized and inspired by talking to medical students and so I was gonna kind of ask you the same thing yeah well I think it's one of the reasons you know everybody asks me why am I doing this program it takes a lot of extra time out of my schedule it gets me home later in the day but exactly that it it, teaching the students and working with the students kind of re-excites you, reminds you what it is about medicine that's fun, it makes you have to read up about stuff. So that that is one of the things that that kind of keeps it fresh and keeps it interesting and reminds you what's good about medicine. That's very hopeful to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Another thing that I read that people said uh, kind of takes away some of the burnout and I guess reminds them why they love their job is medical missions. But you kind of do that when you're younger usually, right? Yeah, although there are docs who who do it when they're older too. I I've done some, and I do kind of feel it's funny you said that. I, as a third year medical student, I spent no, as a fourth year medical student, I spent almost three months in Kenya working in a mission hospital, okay. which was one of the best experiences of my life. And then I went on one additional mission after fellowship in my early thirties. I went to Ecuador. Um, for about 10 days and, and did a me- medical mission, did surgery down there. Um, 
And while part of me wants to still go off and do some medical missions, especially maybe take my kids and my wife, who is a nurse who would love to do it, there are all these reasons not to. But but it is back. It, it's somewhere on my to-do list of maybe doing it again. Yeah, that's probably just like, I mean, it's a it, little bit different, but volunteering in general for people like right. to take time out from their job to just like help people that right. they normally couldn't help. I'm sure it makes most people feel good. Well, there are consequences of job burnout, which include stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, yeah. anger, irritability, alcohol or substance abuse, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and vulnerability to illness. And suicide. You didn't even mention suicide. It doesn't... Yeah, the list did not say suicide, but all of those things sound yeah. bad. Interestingly, at the hospital where I am, there's now a push... I'm, I'm on the medical executive committee. There's a push there to focus more on physician well-being. So they must be. So that's what I'm, I'm, yeah. I guess these studies are really coming about, and doctors are getting together in groups and on panels, and they're really discussing this, and they're they're encouraging people to speak out with burnout. But I don't know if it's like having another job or like a corporate job, uh, where I just I don't think I'd tell my boss that I was feeling burnout. Right. Because I feel like they'd think, oh, she can't they handle the pressure. You. Yeah. 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 But this says the opposite, that you should speak out. I yeah. don't know what could be done, though. I mean, doctors just have a hectic schedule. Right. And so I, I think that's why hospitals are trying to come up, not so much with, oh, if you feel burnt out, do this. I think they're trying to come up with prophylactic, preventative okay. things for doctors mm -hmm. to try to prevent burnout. Like different things they could do and courses and this and that and rewards. and. Um, that's what they mean then. You know, like you can support yourself... Like, just by having a common yeah. thread, you guys can support each other. Maybe yeah. that's what they mean. And, you know, we're finding different ways to try to cope and deal. And, you know, there's a whole new industry. I don't know if we talked about medical scribes. Did we ever discuss scribes? No. So they're, you know, the whole medical record thing is painful, having to record the whole thing on a computer. In the olden days, you just had a paper chart, and you could scribble a few notes, and that was fine. That was right. all you needed. Um, and these days you have to document certain things, otherwise the insurance companies won't pay you. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's just you got to keep up with everything. So, um, so what a lot of places do now is they employ scribes. Usually they're pre-med students or college kids who are somewhat interested in medicine, and they take a course or they learn on the fly how to be, they're sitting in the room with the doctor, and they're recording the whole conversation and typing it out, and they're the ones putting it into the medical record for oh, you. That's smart. It's smart, but it's crazy that that's what we've had to, we've had to come up with a whole new industry right. um, to, to just, so you're, you're taking some dollars out of the doctors or the hospitals to pay these scribes just to keep, keep, well, it sounds going. like they're definitely needed, but yes. it also says like handling job burnout. You do a lot of these things, like you. I feel like you relax, like you go on vacation sometimes. You get exercise; that's one of them. Right. You probably need to work more and get some sleep. Right, sleep definitely suffers. That's one of my suffering. And then this sounds very Gwyneth Paltrow, but it says mindfulness, which I never, which I guess is a, a thing nowadays that people say. Very Gwyneth. Yeah. You want to puke. No, I believe in that. You know, I'm a big believer in the mind, in the mind body thing. Even though it's hokey and and all that yeah, stuff, I I'm guess, a huge believer I mean, in it. Yeah, I guess. I just read that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow charged fifty seven hundred dollars for a like two day weekend thing, mindfulness retreat. But I guess if it helps God people, bless. you're right. Yeah, I you know so with my workout at the end of my workout, I do stretching. Um, 
and I've kind of it, I've never taken a yoga class. I need to. It's on my to do list, especially since my sister's a yoga instructor in Chicago, Stephanie, um, Stephanie Shelley. Um, she's amazing. But uh, so I definitely need to take a yoga class. Um, but I've learned certain yoga poses and stuff. So at the end of my workout, I'm stretching, and some days I remember to kind of meditate with my stretching, mm -hmm. but I don't always, you know. Right. No, yeah, yoga's great about that. Yeah. I, um, I can never really get yoga? into it. Yeah, I mean, I've done it before a few times. I just wish I could get into it the way people get into it. Like, right. my, cu my cousin got so into it, now she's a yoga instructor. Right, my sister. But my sister's a power yoga person, like workout yoga. Okay, maybe yeah. I, I would like that more. Maybe, yeah. And then there's this whole hot yoga craze. Yeah. That intrigues that. me, but also sounds gross. But also, it intrigues yeah. me. I think I want to... A bunch of my friends are total... And my eldest daughter's into it. Is that Berkham? What is it called? Bikram? Bikram? Is I don't know if that's what it's called. Okay. I don't even know. Nobody knows. Maybe no. that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Nobody knows. Anything yoga. else you're looking forward to uh, watching coming out this weekend? Um, not this weekend, but I watched... Our audience about? But I watched... Uh, I did watch six the first season of DreamWorks LLC I didn't watch it yet I did I'm excited I watched it this morning that was this morning's workout so I read that they do it and it like they have actors but then it's like done with some kind of like animation over the actors right. what does that look like does it look like nothing you've ever seen before no no or does it just look like animation no it, it's a combo it's, it's back and forth from a, so it's like um, actually I thought I was going to hate it but I really enjoyed it. I surprisingly really liked it. I think the actors are great. The, there's a guy, there's a, was a movie with Val Kilmer called Real Genius. I've seen it. You've seen it, mm -hmm. which was a really I loved it as a kid. I, like I don't genius. know if it holds up. <laughs> yeah. But the guy who lived in the closet plays like the doctor on this show. Do you remember the guy in the closet, no, the genius really in the closet? So he plays the doctor, and he's great. Um, and I know the show just got picked up for a third season, so they're doing okay. But so it's this weird dream clinic that they claim that through the dreams they're gonna um, help cure smoking and this and that, and then they go into the dreams and the dreams are the animated thing, and they could go into the so so what would it be like? It kind of reminds me of the Beatles a little. Like, um, is it Sgt. Pepper's? No, Yellow Submarine. It kind of reminds me of Yellow Submarine, the okay. Yellow Submarine yeah. album a little bit. Okay, it's like real cartooned versions of the actors animated cartoon versions of the actors and um, it's a little trippy but it's it, it works for some reason they're doing a really fun and job and they're short episodes it's on Comedy Central? no it's on I, I'm watching on an Amazon okay but you could get it on Hulu or whatever okay so Dreamcore LLC Dreamcore LLC that's the, that's the wreck yeah, and it's it's fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna wa I'm definitely gonna watch the next season. Okay. Um, I'm watching Stranger Things right now. Oh yeah. As all of most of America is right. As soon as I finish. How many that, episodes have you watched? Five. I think there's eight. I think I've seen only three of them, but my wife is away, so I'm waiting for her to come back. I should oh, you have to wait for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to wait for her. We yeah. watch it together. My kids already binged it and are done. It's amazing what a hit that is with every single person. Right. They've really done something there. The Duffer Brothers. It's the 80s. Yeah? That's, you think? Yeah, a little it's bit. So I think cool. it's the nostalgia 80s. But, yeah. um... A Carrie Yules? How do you pronounce his name? Oh, from Princess Bride. I heard yeah. he's on it. I haven't gotten to him in the oh, episodes. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Oh, you haven't either yet. Yeah, I have. I heard, oh, I heard an interview this morning that he's in it. And, uh... 
he's a typical 80s guy so that's kind of cool yeah they always like to it seems like throw 80s actors back into the show right well Winona Ryder yeah Winona Ryder being a huge one exactly and what did we watch I recently watched Gattaca oh that's a great movie right it's on Amazon too everyone right so I watched Gattaca with my which is way it was way ahead of its time Mm-hmm. Right in terms of the genetic yeah, stuff. I feel like I haven't looked it up, but I feel like if you looked it up, it wasn't even a big hit. But it's very. It did well, well though. Oh, it did it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was a big hit, but it did well. Uma Thurman, Jude Law in one of his first roles with Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. and I just watched it with one of my kids. Um, and as we're watching it, I told my daughter, "I'm like, oh, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder. They were a big couple. You know, she didn't because she knew Ethan Hawke from." Boyhood. Has she seen Reality Bites? No. I feel like she would like it. Right, we have to watch that. Exactly. Anything medical? Well, the Gattaca medical stuff, you know, the genetic stuff was pretty cool. That's why I thought it was way ahead of its time in terms of the genetics. Gattaca is a great wreck. And you know, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman, who are a real life couple, were married. Their daughter is in Stranger Things. This is all coming full circle. There you go. And where's the medicine? Nobody knows. Well, strange, yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things, there's no medicine. No cure, medicine. Cure but animals. Gattaca, there's medicine stuff. Yeah, for sure. Not medicine so much, but the the bone lengthening, sur- you know, uh, to get Ethan Hawke to be the same height as June Law. Oh, yeah. He had to have surgery to grow his legs. So interestingly, one of the, um, a surgeon who I work with, who's a, who's a great guy, um, had this injury and bad orthopedic injury. I mean, he was out for a long time. And he wound up um, having to have like half of his bone of his leg removed. Oh. So he had to kind of have a similar procedure as in Gattaca to allow, he had this facocta crazy external fixator on for months that allowed his bone to, his legs were apart, that allowed it to kind of slowly fill in. Oh and they would twist it and crank it so that oh, it eventually wow. healed. And that kind of reminded me of Gattaca when that happened to him just yeah. just a couple of years ago. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. But he's fine now. He's fine now. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing what they can do. It's amazing what they can do. I wanted what? to put the gross and gross anatomy and talk about uh, the, the surgery you just did. Yeah. Of the gallbladder. Mm-hmm. That one. The yeah. one we posted. Yeah. Yeah. So, w- an amazing thing about the gallbladder is, um, which lives under our liver, the whole job of the gallbladder is to store bile, um, and bile is then used to break down fats and stuff. But what's weird about the gallbladder, it has one artery, just one artery feeding it, one blood vessel, and not a great vein drainage. It kind of drains into the liver. It, um and maybe there's some teeny tiny branches, but typically there's one artery. And the bad, the bad thing about having one artery is there's no backup. So if for some reason, uh, and we see it worse, we talk about diabetics who, uh, I don't know if we talked about it at all on po- any of the podcasts, diabetics for whatever reason um, tend to have in their small blood vessels hardening of their arteries and worse blood supply and things like that. So in a diabetic, the artery to the gallbladder already is not a huge artery, um, but in a diabetic, it's probably a harder artery, less good blood flow to it. So if someone gets a gallbladder attack, just like people have a heart attack, you, it's basically a heart attack, a gallbladder attack, like a heart attack. You know, the gallbladder starts st- stops getting good blood flow, and what could happen is is that gallbladder actually turns gangrenous, and it's it's pretty cool. It's it's a 
drastic surgical finding is normally we talk about the color of gallbladders robin's egg blue and maybe we could find a picture of that and post a beautiful you know yeah, stock not, photo of a robin's egg blue gallbladder so you could picture robin's that's egg a healthy yeah that's a beautiful okay. and then a gangrenous gallbladder turns green or black and could die and perforate and it's pretty dramatic you know you go in there and a diabetic also doesn't necessarily manifest pain that well same kind of reason or will basically kind of look okay and then all of a sudden get really sick fast. So we kind of have a different kind of, so this patient we were operating on was a diabetic and sure enough we went in there and the gallbladder was gangrenous and you know, and she didn't even look that bad. Medicine, everyone. Medicine. <laughs> Gross anatomy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We're done. And and like us and look at us and find us on our Instagram thingy mm-hmm. and uh, at Gross Anatomy Podcast. Yes. And um, we still live or yeah. we're not live anymore? Yeah, no, we're live. Okay. Of we are. But now we're not anymore, so we're going to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.